The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what this trans me? No, 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 no! Oh, hey guys. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, look, we got uh, a, a news headline straight off the news teleprompter machine. Hot uh, off the presses. Off the presses. A scoop. Uh, so in uh, in a bit of uh, gay news this week. Uh, as G- opposed game to... news or gay news? Oh, hot take. Is there a difference? Oh, it's fair enough. This is what Gamergate fought for and died for. <laughs> Gamergate. Gay. Oh. <laughs> it's all about ethics. Stonewall.exe. Oh, fuck. Um, so, uh, for those of you who haven't heard, uh, there was some shakeups recently in the Overwatch community, mm-hmm. specifically regarding lore, mm-hmm. um, which for those of us who don't play the game because it's a fucking anxiety machine, we really enjoy the lore. Uh, some news came out about Soldier 76, and um, uh, we're just going to get right to it. Uh, Soldier 76, trans. Yeah, no, 100%. No, didn't see it coming. No, did not see it. I am proud of her. Yeah. 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 What? Wait. Is it trans guy or trans girl? Soldier seventy six has come out as a trans woman. Yeah. And will be pursuing hormone replacement therapy or shortly. Maybe doesn't have to because the lore takes place very long ago. So maybe you are invalidating Soldier seventy six by assuming that she wants to do that. Now I know what the news media is going to say. It's like you know, trend trendifesto pod. The news was soldiers gay and a bunch of gamers are upset about it. But I would argue that that's, you know, they're misdirected. You have to read between the lines. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, look, this is just to make, uh, it's just like when uh, Bastion came out as robiosexual yeah. or Lucio came out as a semi-competent healer. It was a very, <laughs> it was very shocking and jarring to the community. See, the trick is you can't just read the words that they put out. You have to go into the code. You have to understand everything. You have to look at the Reddit community. But hey, that's just a game theory. Oh, God. Dear listener, have you ever wanted to be someone else? To look at the world through the eyes of another? To spend 15 minutes in another person's skin? To feel how they feel? Who would you be? I don't know about you, but I have always been fascinated, captivated, obsessed by the idea of inhabiting the body of John Malkovich. Oh, shit! <laughs> we watched Being John Malkovich, 1999, Charlie Kaufman. Was it directed by Spike Jones? Spike Jones. Yeah. yeah, Spike Jones did it. Written by Charlie Kaufman. And it has some trans themes. Yeah. More than themes. It is quite explicitly transsexual. This, this, yeah, this entire movie. That is the movie, word that they use? Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was the word they moved. That was a very 90s word, too. Yeah. yeah along with Y2K. Yeah. This whole Hope movie the is extremely 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we're going in assuming that you've seen the movie. And since it's a good movie, if you haven't seen it, uh, go watch it. So spoiler warning. Uh, we did The Danish Girl for our last movie, and that one sucked, so we didn't care about spoilers. So for this one, if you haven't seen it, go see it before you listen, unless you don't care about spoilers, but it's very weird. So in this movie, John Cusack plays a very, very sad 
shitty person, but greasy. uncomfortably relatable. Very greasy. Yeah, greasy. Like, you could wipe a burger patty on his face and throw it on a fucking grill. So he plays a puppeteer who has to go get a real job, which I just, I don't recommend. It's not Very an relatable. aspirational character. It is relatable. Character. I mean, Amy, I remember your puppet career. Uh, it was uh, short-lived. Um, was, uh... How dare you refer to it in past tense? Okay, okay. <laughs> it's just on hold. I am a puppeteer. People oh, just uh, aren't hiring puppeteers you in this winter economy. You, st- you never stop being a puppeteer. Listen, 2008 was a setback <laughs> for the industry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With that, with the whole shakeup. So, he's married to a unfortunately uh, just artificially bad-looking Cameron Diaz. Yeah, which again did, that was so good at looking so bad. Every actor in this movie is in a very, very attractive actor that is made to look absolutely terrible. So Cameron Diaz is a housewife whose job seems to be raising exotic animals. Well, I think she just works in a pet store and collects exotic animals. Or, or okay. maybe she even just has like a place where animals go to. I, I thought it was a veterinarian. I don't know. She's okay. got a chimpanzee. Okay, yeah. That sounds like The something. chimpanzee is their roommate. So she works as a notary and she has a chimpanzee. Third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in uh, John Cusack's surreal bureaucratic job... He finds a portal in the wall that leads into the mind of actor John Malkovich. Which, for anybody that's worked at nine to five in an office building, that is basically just your lunchroom. Well, where I, my last job, yeah. they call that the break room. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that, that mine ended up in the uh, mind of David Duchovny. Mm. So. so the gist of it is that you crawl into this portal, yeah. and you emerge for fifteen minutes in having the mind of John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. You see through his eyes, you feel what he feels. And eventually... After uh, 15 minutes, you are shit out onto the New Jersey turnpike. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, that, that's, that's standard fare. If you're ever in New York, like, you will... That will happen in some capacity. Which that, is that, a That fun, New York traffic, oh... Oh, yeah, you know topical. We're f- a pretty typical premise for a 90s comedy. So, John Cusack becomes enamored with... Catherine Keener's character, and they decide to start um, monetizing the Malkovich hole, and <laughs> Please. they, they no, start monetizing I'm... Malkovich's hole. Oh no! You heard me. No. And but then Cameron Diaz goes through the hole, go into Malkovich's brain, and, and it has a realization. Has a very transsexual realization about wanting to stay in that body and finding full realization. And then, like, that becomes an affair with uh, Catherine Keener because she sees Cameron Diaz in side of John Malkovich, and then they have this weird relationship, and then they find this horde of old people who have been using Malkovich to as, like, a host that they're going to travel into to maintain immortality. And then... It just there's a this weird love I think, triangle. I think what we are discovering is that this movie is impossible to summarize. Well, I think we I think I've summarized it as far as is possible. I mean, as confusing as it is, yeah, no, With you've that. absolutely summarized it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like the the movie is basically about being John Malkovich and the implications of that. So I it's, it's what are the ethical implications of being John Malkovich? Uh, it's that we should all be John Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Isn't that wasn't that the uh, singer from Pavement? Malcolm I know Malcolm Sim- X. Malcolm, John Malcolm, the, being Malcolm X. 
That would be a very different movie. Yeah, very Spike d- Jones. If you ever listen to this podcast, and you shouldn't, but no, that's the Spike Lee movie. Oh, Spike Lee. Sorry, <laughs> Spike Lee's being Malcolm X. Oh no! <laughs> All right. So basically, the main point of this uh, this episode is going to be focusing on the angle of this movie, which was uh, Cameron Diaz's character as arguably trans male representation. Um, and her kind of journey through it. Now, in this regard, I'll be using the her pronouns because it's never fully discussed in the movie and maybe fully realized. Um, but it is something... We will be referring to this character as Cameron Diaz. Yes. One thing I'd like to say is I don't... I think that despite it being unusual for the time, I think that the trans angle is purely a prop. I don't think that... They were trying to make anything from it, and I think that any anything interesting that this movie says about being trans is purely coincidental. So you don't think like like Spike Jones had like an inkling for it? Like I think that I don't know how woke either Jones or Kaufman were at the time, but my reading of this is that they were familiar enough with the subject to use it as a prop in the movie. Mm. Yeah. Although I think that the way they handled it is surprisingly well considering that. Well, that might just be the fact that like the pe- the two people who made it might just they have, put more they thought have, into like, things. They had a trans friend one yeah. time yeah. They in saw, 1991. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like this. We all movie, had that one friend. It's not like this movie is like a woke movie. Like it still suffers from 90s unfortunate slurs. slurs. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was. Oh, man. What were some of those fucking choice slurs? Like, um,. Content, content warning. Oh, we're going John to use Fagovich some slurs. John Fagovich. Fe- John- yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't you play that retard in that movie? Oh yeah, that was. Which is interesting because there's so there's a part where um, Malkovich is sitting in a there's a running joke of Malkovich getting recognized by people and them not knowing them recognizing him but not knowing what he's from and a guy comes in and is like Would you, didn't you play that retard in that movie? Oh yeah, I have a cousin who's that and it was very very cool you know to see you play that which is interesting because it brings up the idea of representation of a minority group yeah the idea of representation as this thing that is positive or exciting but almost Mm -hmm. it 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 makes a joke of a but i don't know well it's not a mean-spirited joke i don't think though it's a fine line like for example like i have a friend of mine who is from mexico and like you know i I instantly think speedy gonzalez like i grew up with that so that was kind Mm -hmm. of thing and like you know as you grow up and you become more educated on how the world works and sort of thing you think okay well it's an offensive stereotype but like apparently that's a big thing down there like they take great pride in fucking speedy gonzalez and even though like Technically, you can look at that and be like, that's kind of uh, a little iffy. Yeah. Well, I think everybody has that where they have those problematic uh, representations like that Rocky they also Horror. love. Yeah, exactly. Which we will get into at a different time. We will talk about oh. Rocky Horror. Oh, we're building up at to some that. Point. We are yeah. absolutely building up to that. I just think that that's an interesting aspect of being a minority group is that, you know, as woke as everybody likes to be, everybody does have those kind of iffy stereotypical characters that well, are mean, meant to represent that they love. There's no good representation, which I think is part of the thesis of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that every single representation of a minority group, especially some like a group like trans people is going to be problematic and fucked up. Yeah. And, and so when you have no good representation, you will inevitably have to kind of latch on to the ones that are at least fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even if they're gross and problematic, at least they like 
or something you can kind of identify with. I would argue that it's almost like junk food representation. It's not yeah. exactly the healthiest, but like you can kind of it's dig a good on time. it. Yeah, you can kind of dig on it, and you're and you're fine with it. And again, coming like back to the original point here, which is just like Cameron Diaz's character being trans men. It's not fully explored. It's not said like this is what they are going to become. Well, they do specifically say like after she goes in there for the first time, she comes back out the other side and says, "I've had a realization. I felt finally felt whole for the first time. I think I'm a transsexual." I'm going to go talk to my doctor about uh, sexual reassignment yeah, surgery. Like, everything just felt right. Yeah. Which is a version of the typical trans experience. Well, and then furthermore, the John Cusack's character, his response to it is another sort of stereotypical thing. He talks about it's it's just a phase. It's the oh, thrill yes. of three, seeing through someone yeah. else's eyes. You'll get past it. Um, and, you know, Cameron Diaz says, don't stand in the way of my self-actualization, yeah. which is a fantastic <laughs> line. <laughs> okay, well, so maybe I wasn't giving uh, Jones and Kaufman enough credit, but also, again, I think that it's like, I don't think the movie is about being trans, but I think yeah. it is just a good example of using transness as a prop. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, I think they handled it for the time fairly tastefully. Another um, example, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Is John Cusack says... Men can feel unfulfilled too. You shouldn't be so quick to assume that switching bodies will solve all of your problems, which I, I think we've all heard. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, it didn't, didn't solve all my problems. <laughs> yeah, of well, course not. I didn't expect it to. No, it solved all my problems. I mean, like, awesome. I, I just need to become more aerodynamic. I cut my, you know. Hi, this is my article for the New York Times, and here's why becoming John Malkovich will not solve all my problems. <laughs> yeah, becoming George... John Malkovich will make me unhappy, but I should still be allowed to do it. Yeah, I don't know if you guys read Jordan Peterson's later latest book, but if you become, it's actually transness. It's just wanting to be John Malkovich. So that's the twelfth rule. That like, is the absolute become twelfth John rule. Malkovich. Yeah, no. Uh, Jordan Peterson comes down from the mountaintop with two stone tablets, and the last rule is you, become John Malkovich. You have you have to go into the head, become John Malkovich for fifteen minutes, and get ejected straightly into pronoun jail. I'm I, you know what? I'm actually impressed that we haven't made as many entering John Malkovich's jokes in the probably two minutes. Wait, 20 minutes we've been recording this so far? So there's this relationship that Cameron Diaz has with Catherine Keener's character. Ah, yes. That is fascinating. Yeah, Very it is. chasery. It's complicated. Like, it, it goes to, like, almost every kind of relationship it could be. Like, it's positive, and then it's negative, and then it's exploratory, then it's chaser, like you said. Right, it, so yeah. as we've mentioned briefly... Cameron Diaz goes into the body of John Malkovich and then sleeps with Catherine Keener while inhabiting John Malkovich's body. And Keener can tell because of like some sort of weird like feminine essence thing. Which is super gross. Yeah. And but kind of like it's interesting exploration though. Yeah. Yeah. And so Catherine Keener wants to fuck John Malkovich only when Cameron Diaz is inside the mind of John Malkovich. Which is which, which, which she alludes to the fact is basically just being like, oh, that's two people looking at me lovingly at the same time and that kind of ecstasy, which... Because it's... later, John Cusack goes into the body and Keener doesn't know and then does it. But then when she finds out that Cusack was in the body, she's okay with it because she's like, that's hot too. And well, yeah, then... it's, it's like Keener really can't tell. She's just like turned on by the idea i think mm -hmm. and yeah. like excited by the fact that she can tell there's like two different people inside this body and they're both like 
fixated on her. It's like a creepy new age threesome. Like it's ba- yeah. like all that was missing was just like stones on them and fucking like tarot <laughs> cards while they're fucking. Yeah. yeah, you have also fucking the earth at the same yeah, time. Exactly. I'm just really in touch with wanting to fuck nature. So sounds like a thing a white guy with dreadlocks would do. Oh god. So which is weird because then there's that where so they make a hard uh they try to make it seem like the only thing that she's into is this fetish of having sex with two people at once in the same body. But then after like a time skip and John Cusack stays in Malkovich's body, she finds out that she really loved Cameron Diaz Mm -hmm. the whole time. And then they end up like going at like going away together at the very end, like in their proper bodies. And it seems to work out. It seems to work out, and also sort of the ending of the movie is that Catherine or Cameron Diaz does not pursue transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems content. As far as we be... can tell, that might have just been like a we're at the end of the movie, and like that's another thing where like maybe we're not that invested in that part of the movie, so yeah. we're just not going to worry about it. And also, of course, disclaimer: we are not suggesting that Cameron Diaz needs to transition to be valid. No, of exactly. course not. Um, also, too, I just realized as we're talking about this now, do either of you get like a kind of a Black Mirror vibe at the end there because John Cusack's character again? Please go watch this movie. This thing's entirely just spoiler galore. But like John Cusack's character is trapped in their daughter's body and is forced to watch it. And that just reminds me of Black Mirror. Yeah, that fucking episode with the mom and the teddy bear. And like the idea of a cabal of old weirdos like grooming (laughs) another human to jump into their mind to like, you know what I mean? You're just a fucking like like a seniors bus. Yeah, yeah, a seniors bus worth of people just piles into fucking Reno, which is John Malkovich, and John (laughs) Malkovich is the Reno of human beings. No, it's like an entire (laughs) swingers club of elderly people. Well, that's inside your brain. Look, unrelated to the 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 queer content that we're going over with this, but like, are all those people still conscious inside John Malkovich? Like, is that how this works? They're like taking turns at the wheel. That's so weird. Oh, or like God. backseat driving. Yeah. Like doing like direct all, democracy decision making. Well, so the inter- <laughs> they're they, got like a wor- they got like a workers council. Oh, we're gonna build, yes, we're going to build a commune it's inside union. this actor's skull. Well, I mean, the interesting thing about it too is like, because this comes up every once in a while in the movie, and maybe it's meant to be more of a joke, but I thought it was interesting, which is like, oh, I've always wondered what it's like to have a penis. And it's like a woman saying that. And then the other guy is like, I always wonder what it's like to have a vagina. And it's just like, I mean, that kind of speaks more to like the whole idea of just when we define gender as a binary, like man and woman, we basically cut off each other from experiencing things that might be traditionally considered in those areas. And it's, it's kind of bullshit. Cause I mean, like, I mean, for even cis people, I have to imagine at some point in time, I've talked to like, you know, my ex who's very much a cis woman. And I'm just, she's just every once in a while. She's like, yeah, I wonder what it like be to have a penis. Like it'd be, you know, fucking helicopter and some shit. Like it'd be kind of fun for just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what it would like if you had a penis too. I have no idea. <laughs> So here's something that I was thinking about watching it, and I just checked the light to find this. I was wondering if this was the first example of a of trans masculinity in a movie, and I just double checked. This movie came out two months after Boys Don't Cry. Oh, interesting. And before those two, I can't think of any other movies that address the idea that a woman can transition to a man like that. I, that concept. Yeah. Like, transmasculinity just was not represented whatsoever. But then there's two movies within, um, like, two months of each other that both address it, which is interesting. There is one movie I can think of, and maybe we'll get to this at a later time, Mm -hmm. and I'm totally willing to admit I could be wrong, but I think it's called Victor Victoria, and it was starring uh, Julie Garland. No, it was um, 
Julie Andrews? Oh, Julie Andrews. Yeah, yeah. So this movie does have a happy ending in that Cameron Diaz gets to father a child. Yeah. True. Which yeah, is yeah, which true. is actually super actually, wholesome. Yeah, did yeah. she? Yeah, did she, they, yeah, but yeah, because the whole because the, the whole thing where they they both like Keener and Diaz both get dumped out on the turnpike at the same time, and uh, was it Keener is like pregnant with like the Malkovich child, but she's like, well, the Malkovich child was conceived while Cameron Diaz was inside John, but, and that's why she said body. she kept it because she was. That's when she realized that she was really in love with Diaz was because that and because like over that time she realized that. It was sort of... Okay, so I don't know where to go with this, but also, can we talk about, like, the weird consent lines of this movie? Yeah, like, yeah let's uh, let's get into that, because that's on there. So basically, for those, again, kind of getting up uh, general speed, this movie is rife with um, certain... We'll call them moral, Ethical dilemmas. Moral ambiguities um, of just the whole idea of, like, what consent that's culture generous. is... Yeah, this is going a little away from queer culture, but it is a very much a part of it that we should probably go over. Um, fucking, like, people being in John Malkovich's body and fucking. Because, I mean, at one point in time, Cusack's character is able to take over the body. Mm-hmm. And so there's the voyeuristic nature of it, which is creepy enough as it is. But then fucking uh, John Cusack's character takes over the body and takes, starts fucking. Oh, takes over the body while the person that Cusack Malkovich is fucking thinks that it's somebody else inside Malkovich's head. There's a lot going on, and all of it is fucked up. And also, just in general, the idea of like controlling another person's body from inside their head, I feel, is a consent issue no, in itself. I mean, the the whole notion of this movie, the whole premise, is very fucked up. But almost, I think, everyone in this movie, except for two people, are just emotionally manipulative, sexually assaulting pieces of shit yeah mm-hmm. like it's almost like a world in which everybody is just kind of okay with this shit which maybe that may like and i mean uh, this is half a joke half the reality but like maybe this was the 90s and maybe this was kind of like why in like late 2000s we kind of had a conversation about this because maybe this very much was the 90s i mean like we were all like super young in the 90s i was fucking like what 12 13 mm-hmm. so like sex was really one on my radar but yeah but also like yeah the idea that how could this movie have gone with, even like with addressing that? Because even when Malkovich realizes, like aside from saying, this is fucked up, I don't know what's going on. But then when he finds the portal, he says, I want to go in because he wants to, like the, the meta is that he wants to understand how this works more than he wants to like, he wants to have control over it as opposed to like address the fucked upness of it. But I don't know. Maybe the movie wouldn't have been able to. I mean, he also was like gonna try to stop it by taking them to court. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily. But that's more of like a, like it's it's more of like an obvious thing as opposed to like actually addressing the explicit fucked up nature of it. He he did like shout, "This is my head." Yeah, you can't monetize my head. You can't put all these people into my head. You can't. You can't monetize human beings. Gorgeous bald head. Oh, and it is gorgeous. And also, too, when he does go into his head, can we just all take a moment to appreciate how beautiful that whole scene was? Well, I mean, John Malkovich is just the the in, in Malkovich inside Malkovich world. Oh yeah, yeah. it's Mal- a Malko sandwich. I mean, Malkovich. All these Malkovich, different, Malkovich. all these different bodies, all these different body types with John Malkovich's head. It was so body positive. Yeah, you had tall John Malkovich, short John Malkovich voluptuous John Malkovich. Oh, God, yes. All the John Malkovich. John Malkovich. It's kind of funny watching that scene because I had seen it before, so I knew that that was there. And not all of them have Malkovich's head green screen on. Some of them are just 
bald dudes. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, no, some of them are just people who look like that, which makes you realize that a lot of people, like, bald white guys... They do all look the they same. Can, they can't... Yeah. Like, bald white guys who don't look like rural serial killers yeah all kind of look the same yeah it's kind of like they all looked at pictures of gord downey or like that that's it i'm gord good. Downey, yeah that's, that's another example as yeah. well as ian mckay yeah speaking of rural serial killers there's a fun part of the movie where john cusack inhabiting john malkovich's body looks in the mirror and says i'd fuck me okay yes let's uh let's go over this real which quick. means that the creators were aware they they we're self-aware enough to make a joke slash reference Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, and it was the whole, yeah, the whole fucking new skin thing. So there's a part that I want to talk about. What do you mean just part? Let's go over the whole fucking movie with this Well, part. I mean, there's one specific part that I wanted to talk about that was hilarious. So basically there's a part where after Diaz becomes obsessed with Keener just because they had sex in Malkovich's body. So she invites Keener over, and Cusack also wants to fuck Keener. So they're all sitting together, smoking weed in this... So it's these three people who all have, like, a weird sexual attraction to each other, sitting around, smoking weed in a house where, like, none of them are making any money, and the house is, like, disgusting. It's a very greasy... Full of weird pets. Disgusting house. And I think that that was a profoundly trans experience. Yeah, no, we, the yeah, rest of this... Mo- like, awkward, we're about to maybe have a threesome. In this, in this disgusting, in this poor house full of weird animals. full of just... Of, all way of us are too weird, many greasy exotic people. animals. Yeah, let's let's all be fair here. Like that, like the rest of this movie, we can be like, maybe they were alluding to trans stuff, maybe they're not. That moment there could only come. I have been in that exact We've situation. We've all been. Look, look, baby trans. If you are listening to this podcast right now, which you should not be doing, this please don't come back to us in about two three years. But baby trans, if you are listening to this podcast, this will happen to you. You will be in some shitty apartment. There will be weird animals. There might be a monkey over in the fucking there corner. Will be weed. There, there will, will be a bunch. Will, people absolutely someone someone who is trying to make it as a puppeteer and it just isn't working yeah no exactly and when that moment happens and you sit there be like i am john malkovich and then you get fucked yep or don't and then you're and then you're in a polycule yeah with these people so yeah and then you age you grow a little you expand your tastes and before you know it you're in this large swingers club (laughs) seeking immortality And this is the trans experience. Like, I'm pretty sure if we freeze frame that scene there, we can actually see John Cusack wearing striped socks. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's early stages. Like, it's, uh, and also, too, Cameron Diaz's character is about to go work at a Hot Topic. So, like, it's the trans there just experience. There to be, like, Vocaloid music playing in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking Hatsune Miku. And I think all through this, like, just we kept seeing, like, Again, probably not intentional, but just definitely funny not little, intentional. Funny little trans. We're telling jokes. on ourselves. We're telling on ourselves. But like, yeah, we're telling ourselves. But like, come on, everybody, everybody does it. Oh, actually, yeah. Now that I think about it too, like with the, all the old people swingers club and stuff like that, talking about like wanting to have different genitalia. Mm-hmm. That is older trans representation. Like, think about that. Yeah. Really think about that. Because mm-hmm. they're just very, very, very explicit with their uh, particularities. Oh yeah, no, they want they. <laughs> The old guy with the old guy with the carrot juice, like just yep. It's like how I live to a hundred years old. I have to drink carrot juice every every day. Almost not worth it. Piss orange. I have to sit down and piss. I have to sit down to piss and have to every fifteen minutes. Which I mean, we've all been there. Yeah, no. Spiral is a but, hell of a drug. Yeah, exactly. For the one out of three of us that's still on it, my apologies, Steve. <laughs> 
when you're off Thanks for the representation. No problem. We're calling you out. The whole point is for people to feel included. And so if you're listening to this on the the pisser... I have to pee right now. Yeah. Do you actually... This is why okay. we. This is I'm why we put. This why, yes, but always. This is why we put the jar beside you so you'd record. Because this is a podcast. We can't stop recording. The bucket. <laughs> the trans bucket. Okay. It's communal. down at the bottom of the well. Oh my god. Okay, so what I want to get to is what I think is the actual crux of the movie is the idea of always wanting to be in another person's body and like that being a universal idea and they address that once they monetize the Malkovich hole and they have all of these weirdos who like are like just talk about like yeah obviously I always wanted to be in someone else's body like I hate like living in my and I think that that is like a somewhat universal feeling to an extent and I wonder how does that connect to the trans experience they're all looking for something else within Malkovich yeah, like there but... there was the fat guy who wanted to be in Malkovich's body because he was like insecure about his body, mm-hmm. and so he was hoping to escape his body and be someone else who didn't have that insecurity. And I mean, this also comes back to universal theme, which is all of us, like every person, trans, cis, or whatever the case is, like wanting. There's this. There'll there'll always be a part of us that's just like it's not good enough. We want to be something else. Something else will make us happy, and whatever the case is. And I think that was kind of what the main, like the director's overall kind of look at this film was just the idea of just, we have somebody as talented as John Malkovich and like through his acting and through his life, people could find parts of themselves that they're missing. Um, And then that unintentionally, I think unintentionally led to the whole, you know, trans subplot of that kind of idea. Yeah. But because all these people come here or come to the Malkovich hole, not knowing that that is the person that they're going to get. It's just, do you want to be someone else for a period? And if that is a universal feeling, is the, is like the trans experience a full, like a full, like genetically pushed manifestation of that? Or do you think that that's something different? Well, I think that, like, John Cusack didn't want to be John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be... Not himself. Not just not himself. him. I think that Cameron Diaz didn't actually have much attachment to being John Malkovich. Cameron Diaz wanted to be a man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the fat guy wanted to be not fat. Mm-hmm. John Cusack wanted to be, like, sexy and famous. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess the, your question is, are those things fundamentally different? Yeah. Which I don't know if... I don't know if I can answer. I just thought it may be an interesting... Yeah, no, I think they can be... I think... I mean, it's just transition as a whole, right? Like, I mean, like, for us, transition was gender-based. But mm. everybody goes through a transition at some point Well, I don't know about you. I wanted to be John Malkovich, and I just fucked up really yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted, you wanted to be John Malkovich? I gave you estrogen, sorry. I, you said Malkovich, I heard tits. No, but I mean, like, it's, it's transition is a universal theme for everybody. And the whole wanting to see uh, part of yourself, um, that, that part of yourself that you're unhappy with, go to the part where you could be happy. Again, the fat guy being skinny, uh, John Cusack's character just being so miserable with himself that literally, you know, I mean, I I think John Malkovich is hot in my own personal preferences. Oh, mm-hmm. he's got this great, like, effeminate but stern daddy thing going oh, on. Oh, yeah, which speaks to us. But I think for some people, you could look at John Malkovich's body by traditional beauty standards and say, you know, 
maybe not what you would consider in like, you know, People Magazine top 20 people. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, like when he looks at himself in the mirror and goes, yo, I'd fuck me. Yes, that may have been a Silence of the Lambs call out, which would have been dope because as a horror movie fan, I love nothing more. But, but as a trans person, you're disgusted. Yeah, well, exactly. I don't look at the mirror myself and go, I'd fuck me. I look at myself in the mirror and go, I really fucking need to lose weight. I think with um, John Cusack's character being so disgusted with himself that literally anything else would be better. And that was what he kind of got with John Malkovich. Yes, there was the fame and the notoriety. And that was almost like the superficial element of it. Not so much the... the Because, I mean, like, John Cusack's character was genuinely happy doing puppetry. Like, I mean, like, that was his thing. And then... Was he happy doing puppetry or was that just... I don't know if he was ever happy. Yeah. But I think that he was... Manifesting something. It's like the lust for fame. Like, I mean, like, I've known people that have um, wanted to go for fame and it drives them insane. Um, and it's like fame for the sake of fame. So that, that could be a commentary on it as well. Um, because I mean, like once he kind of got there and then realized like the top is lonely sort of idea, which is a right. trope in movies, the top is lonely. So Cameron Diaz's response to being John Malkovich was much more personal and much more powerful and much more emotional. Cameron Diaz talks about being fulfilled, um, knowing who she was it's like everything made sense i knew who i was being inside did something to me and i've got to go back it's this almost whole wholly overpowering sensation that she had which i don't think anyone else in the movie really had it was almost a means to an end for them yeah because actually because yeah after going into it john cusack didn't really care john cusack didn't care about being john malkovich until he could use it to his personal advantage and like take control and like get the person that he wanted and then got enough control to be able to have the fame that he didn't want. But then once Cameron Diaz went in, it was a like profound, obsessive realization and like Cameron Diaz, Diaz couldn't, couldn't do anything else. Literally which, uses the term self-actualization. Yeah, which is a trans like, experience. Like once you cross a certain threshold of oh, yeah. realization of your gender, you cannot go back. Right. Like it's the moment that you, you know, for some people, if you put the clothes on, if it's the moment that you do the thing, uh, watch for me, watch Sailor fucking Moon. And then you're just like, I can't, I can't ever go back from this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah, that does, that does make it different. Yeah. Yeah. No, and like, yeah, for her character. And then that was the interesting thing with the end of the movie when it's just like, you know, they're lesbians kind of raising, but it's like, are they lesbians? Mm-hmm. Are they not? Like, I was confused by the end there. Well, whether they don't really elaborate. Exactly. Maybe I think that Cameron was just... Diaz is just not transitioning, but is fulfilling a male role and maybe That might have just... I, I, I guess it's just an omission of the creators. The truth is that they don't elaborate much on how Cameron Diaz's identity shifts in this movie? Well, it could also be, a, like, now that we're kind of getting down this rabbit hole, or this John Malkovich hole, um, I mean, the, the thing could be, too, God, is, like... I want to get down his hole. Oh, uh, God. You know what the title of this episode is going to be? It is absolutely going to be John Malkovich's hole. The John Malkovich hole. Yeah, there we go. But I think one of the ideas, that, like, if we... Because we're approaching this from, like, the whole trans idea, but this also could be the idea of uh, the exploration of, um, like, uh, uh, butch lesbianism. I mean, it could be that as well, where the whole idea is like the masculine lesbian. You can still be a woman and have masculinity to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a possibility. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like if once you have like a profound gender based experience, that's immediately going to be your point of reference, and it's not until you explore out from that and decide, no, this thing is 
where right. like I am comfortable. Like you don't know that until you do explore it. Yeah, which is because like also too, in like just kind of coming back f- away from the movie and back into the world we live in, it's like to question gender is one of those things that's some reason. I mean, well, there's lots of reasons. It's super taboo. Like you can question a lot of things about yourself, religion, belief, left and right handedness, even. But you cannot question your gender, uh, generally speaking, in society. We live in a society. We live in a society. We do li- we? Yeah, we, well, two out of three of us do. Sorry, Ames. I have never lived in a society. <laughs> I am free from society. Yeah, no, you... Uh, you Thanks, re- Banksy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Lennon was wrong. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think you... Like, yeah, to question gender and stuff like that is such a taboo. I think everyone should do like you. We question ourselves growing up on different subjects and different things, what we believe in, what our passions are, our outlooks. And we're kind of given okay to do it for the most part, you know, uh, people's social upbringings, notwithstanding, but to question gender is one of those things that's really annoying. It's just like the moment you do it, you're just like, no, you can't, you can't boy that likes fucking, you know, ballerina dolls. No girl that likes monster trucks. No. So being John Malkovich, is this a good movie about trans people? That's, yeah. So I would say, considering that it's the 90s and that this really wasn't supposed to be about trans people, I would say it's not good representation if someone be like, hey, what's it like being trans? I wouldn't necessarily show them this movie. But what I would show this movie to is probably people like us who are a couple years into it. And then we can kind of see those parallels between it. Overall, as a movie, I think it's fantastic. This is the first time I saw it and it was amazing. But I think as a, like, this is a trans movie that you can show to the, you know, to your cis friends, I would say as representation, no. I don't know, because I think that it was pretty harmless. Like, I think, I don't think it was necessarily, like, Oh, I don't think it's damaging. And I don't think you're going to, like, learn anything great. I think, like, based on our discussion, it does add some interesting things to the conversation. But I don't think there's anything bad or negative or derogatory about it. Which I think is one thing, like, one reason why, like, I had seen this movie when I was younger, and I completely forgot about the transness beyond, like, maybe a few throwaway lines. I didn't realize how big a thing it was, which I think means, and the fact that, like, you know, trans people haven't canceled it the way that we've canceled a lot of other, like, older representations. Mm -hmm. So I think it is harmless. I think it's fine. I don't think anybody could pull any negative oh, totally. assumptions from it yeah. about trans people, which is technically as much as you could ask for from especially a movie from the 90s. Yeah, when you put it that way, that's a really valid point, actually. Mm-hmm. Ames? So, I mean, personally, it portrayed my experience perfectly and literally. To a T. But I understand that I am unusual. Because you've been in John Malkovich's hole. Um, I think that if you consider its context in the 90s, if you consider other 90s movies with trans subplots and side plots. And Are we going to get around to Boys Don't Cry? Are we allowed to do that one? Yeah, we'll get there. I think it's not the worst. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It's fine. It's a good time. I mean, like, it's... I Obviously, you can pick it apart and point at, like, all the bad shit that it portrays, but it's also, like, 1999. Yeah. And it's, like, a fucking phenomenal movie otherwise yeah, oh, it's, so amazing. it's yeah. a fantastic and people are more concerned with like y2k at this point in time and yeah. also uh was yeah it? they're all they're all they're all gonna die in 9-11 anyway yeah. so and it we doesn't were, really matter we were too busy listening to darude's soundstorm i don't think it did that much harm yeah 
Yeah, no, I think, like, obviously a good movie. Um, yeah, no, it was a good film. I would recommend it to everybody to watch, unlike some of the other movies we may have reviewed in the as past. A, as a movie, 9 out of 10. Trans representation, 6 out of 10. I would agree with that. No, wait, so, wait, 6 and 9? Six, nine, six, 69? Nice. I give it a 420 out of 10. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I give it a 360 no-scope. <laughs> All right, so that about does it for our show for uh, today. Uh, thank you all again for listening in on our show, uh, our podcast, our wonderful uh, evening here on a wonderful Friday night. Uh, specifically, we'd like to call it those of us or those of you on Twitter who followed us and gave us suggestions for movies. Thank you so much. Keep, we have, keep it up because we need to keep swallowing that list. Yeah, we have a really big list that we will make it through. Um, if we don't get to your movie suggestions soon, we will get to them as soon as we can. Um, the response has been quite honestly overwhelming. We did not expect as many people to get back to us, um, but a lot have. So we do take that uh, into consideration and it means the world to us. So thank you all so much. Uh, it means a lot that you listen to this show uh, and gives us all something to do and gives us an excuse to, I know you can't see it right now, but two out of three of us are currently wearing onesies um, and are drunk. And uh, big, big, comfy kitty cat Kigurumi. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, as always, uh, just remember that uh, trans representation can be wherever you find it uh, or not. It doesn't fucking matter. And I don't there care. is no good representation. There is absolutely no good representation. I would also like to thank John Malkovich. Oh, John come Malkovich. On. Yes. Malkovich. Come Malkovich. on the pod. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. Come on. Don't be a coward. Come on. If, any, if anybody in the pod of knows Mr. Malkovich, get him on the pod. Yeah, if, also, if anybody knows, um, um, what's his face? Uh, John Goodman. Um, John Goodman, come on the pod. Yeah, just do it. Come on, please. All right. And until next time, uh, remember, uh, let your striped socks fly. I really don't want that to be the tagline of this, but it's too late. We're going to play the outro. Yay, Yay. outro music! See you on the flippy flop. Woo!